2: this is the new york city cast with will hill presented
0: by Bet rivers
3: bing bong new york city cast Bet river Sportsbook. uh ryan rostein coming up we will talk nba futures market mvp uh all-star weekend is coming up obviously probably not going to spend a lot of time watching that but maybe there's some long shot value there we'll take a uh, look at that with ryan that is coming up but first the New York Knicks, you know, this is pretty easy for me because I can just, you know, use previous monologues where I say the Knicks had the worst loss of the season and I can't believe they lost this game. I could just take that monologue and kind of switch out uh, some of the names, some of the teams, and just plug it in because a new low for the Knicks last night. They blew a 28-point lead at home in the Garden. Didn't feel like they were at home. Didn't feel like they were in the Garden because there were a lot of Nets fans, a lot of cheers when Cam Thomas... Uh, hit that dagger three at the end. The Nets win the game 111-106. The Nets outscore the Knicks 67-41 to in the second half. Uh, just a terrible loss for the Knicks. And what has been a really bad season, um, again, since we started doing this podcast, I told you that uh, last year was a fluke for the Knicks. This was not a good team. This was not a four seed. They benefited from the ramifications of the bubble, teams resting, players injured, Knicks weren't in the bubble. Knicks didn't have any superstars the rest. They just kind of played hard every night, and they won a lot of games because of it. Got a four seed, did a great job. Thibodeau did a great job. Uh, They were due to come back to the pack, and they have come way, way back to the pack. They are, uh, look, they're not even close here to even a 10 seed. Uh, And Tibbs is starting to come under fire here. Now, I don't think they'll make a move. I can't imagine they would. You know, he won coach of the year last year. He did a really good job last year. I don't think he's a championship-level coach. There's a little of, you know, Jim Harbaugh is a great coach, so he's not as good as Jim Harbaugh, but there's a little Jim Harbaugh where, you know, Harbaugh goes to a place and uh, the first year, two years, kind of turns it around, they play hard, they play well. Then eventually, you know, it it, kind of, he wears out his welcome, they reach a ceiling. Thibodeau is kind of a lesser version of that, where he's just going to play these veterans a lot of minutes. Uh, He's going to wear guys out, you know, physically, literally, Uh, he can be tough to play for and Again, last night, why Obi Toppin's only playing 11 minutes? Why quickly is only playing 20 minutes? I mean, your team's going nowhere. I don't understand, you know, he's playing Fournier, he's playing Walker. uh, Randall's playing a million minutes. I don't understand. You know, you got some young guys here that are at least interesting. Uh, I don't know that you have an all-star, a future all-star. Maybe Barrett can be that. Maybe some of these guys, you know, can be starters on good teams. But, look, this Knicks team uh, just doesn't have a lot of talent. They just don't have a lot of talent. They don't look very well coached. and man just another crushing loss i mean this is really this is three in a row because saturday they led portland by 20 something points portland outscores of 52 to 19 runs away with the game just an awful loss you could say well that's the worst loss of the year and they've had a couple along the way they lost a couple home games to the magic earlier that were really bad but they've had some brutal ones monday 10 point home favorites to the thunder and I said Monday and I said it yesterday. I was like, the Knicks shouldn't be ten point favorite to anybody when they play the Thunder. And I said yesterday they shouldn't be a five point favorite to anybody. And uh they lost both games. The Thunder won. The Thunder are tanking the Thunder are not even trying to win games. And they beat you in your own building. And you know, yesterday, like I said, I had the Nets. Uh I turned it on maybe halfway through the first quarter at some point, uh, first quarter, something like that. Knicks were way up, kind of flipping around watching some college basketball. Come back to it. The Knicks, I think we're up 24, 25. I said, oh, this is a dead bet. Uh, even the Knicks can't blow this one. Again, flipping around, watching some college basketball, watching some different NBA games. And then I turned back, they're down nine. I said, all right, the Nets, all right, they're right in this. They made a run. Uh, again, got different, a few different things on. Look again. A minute later, they're down 17. And usually, you come all the way back, and you get it to single digits like that, and it gets extended again. It's that. That's usually the death blow. That, that's really usually the death nail when you, you make that, that initial comeback and you cut a huge lead down to a little lead. And then you get hit with another haymaker. Usually you don't get up from the second haymaker. So the Knicks got it from, you know, where they blew most of the 28 point lead where it's down to seven or eight. Then they got it right back up to 17. You figure that was it. But uh, of course that was not it. The Nets tie the game. They take the lead late. Cam Thomas had a great fourth quarter, hit some big shots. And uh, again, I don't think Thibodeau's going anywhere. I know there's some people who you know really passionately want him to be fired. They want him to not be the coach. You know when the Knicks play again. I think it's February 26th because it is like I mentioned the All Star break this weekend, so the Knicks don't play here for another week or so. And a lot of people are, are saying Tim should not be the coach when the Knicks take the floor again. You know, I don't. To me, that's a little much. Like I wouldn't be totally against getting a new coach again. I just don't, I don't see that happening. I don't see that happening. And to me, that's. That's a little much. I mean, he he did do a really good job last year. He has not done a good job this year. But for a Knicks team that has not had any sort of success, you know, the last really outside a year here, year there, outside really the last 20 years, to have a season like he did last year, that at least is going to buy you another couple years. Now, it doesn't buy you a, a, another year next year. If you have a bad year next year, you don't get to come back for a fourth year probably. But I do think he'll get a third year just because of how well they played, how much they you know, overachieved last year. I know Dolan, uh, I guess when Cam Thomas hit the shot last night, Dolan stormed out of his seat, walked out of the building. He was annoyed. I think probably, you know, what annoys these owners, these owners, they're billionaires. They have egos. What annoys them as much as losing games is when you have a home game and, and your fans don't care, your fans don't show up, that kind of thing kind of cuts at their core. That really hits home because, that you know, that costs you money. That shows your fans – or annoyed that shows your fans are even worse. Your fans are apathetic. You know, we saw that with the giants at the end of the year where uh, they played Washington and you know, the building's empty, the parking lots empty. That means you're not selling money for, you know, parking spots, beer, food. That's, that's a lot of money out the window. Once the fans start, start, stop showing up, once the fans stop buying things uh, and stop supporting you, then you got an issue. And that was uh, like the Nets home game last night. I mean, the Nets take a, a wrap and I think fairly so for not being really relevant, not having a ton of fans. There was, A lot of Nets fans uh, in the building last night and Durant tweeted after the game he's like boy Barkley Center was rocking oh wait I mean MSG so Durant likes to troll the Knicks fans I mean I I still think Durant probably should have came to the Knicks he's kind of uh, you know not not that they're irrelevant in in Brooklyn but again if you were able to come to the Knicks and bring them to a finals even a conference finals that's way different than anything you're gonna do in Brooklyn but uh, again just a brutal a loss for the Knicks and I actually don't think it's that bad I think you know what you're probably better off just going to the bottom at this point see where they are in the standings I know they're 12th I know they're way back in terms of the plane they're not going to a plane I mean and even if you got in why would you want to go but the Knicks you're probably better off with the lottery balls the way out of this for the Knicks and we had Chris Aaron on last week promoting his book which is great blood in the garden uh Check out that episode. He made a good point. Look, the Knicks—it's about having a top five, top ten player, and they just haven't had that, you know, really since Ewing. If you can count Carmelo, okay, but I, I wouldn't. Uh, yeah, Knicks twelfth in the East. Only the Pacers, Pistons, Magic have worse records, and you got a couple of teams in the West with worse records. So uh, if you really—if you keep losing here, you now the Pacers, Pistons, and Magic are all way, way behind you. Um, so you're not going to jump them. But if you can get to like the sixth or seventh best lottery odds, and who knows, maybe for once you get some luck in the lottery. You know, 2019, they had the best odds to to, to win. That was the Zion. That was John ja Morant, and they dropped all the way to the third. Where look, if you get first, you got Zion, and you know that hasn't really worked out. But if you, even if you got second, you got Morant, and if Morant were at the Garden right now on this team, uh, you'd be looking at really. Uh, uh, a hell of a scenario here with one of the premier superstars in the league. So sometimes it's about luck, it's about lottery balls. And uh to me, you know, you're probably better off just going to the bottom here. Hopefully, you get a top four or five pick, and hopefully, you know, you just pick the right guy. So you got some young players. I don't know that Thibodeau is the right answer. You obviously don't have that superstar to build around, but just uh, another terrible loss for the Knicks in a season that's going nowhere. A good win for the Nets. They got off the mat. They've won two in a row now after losing 11 in a row. They beat the Kings on Monday. They win last night. So the, Knicks, the Nets can kind of just trade punches here. Wait till Durant gets back. Wait till Simmons gets back. And I guess the best scenario for them would be to just avoid the play and get in the main draw. And if you do have to be the play in you will know, be the seven or the eight where you have to win, you know, the one game to get into the play. in so uh, you don't want to lose just a million games here where you have to win two games to get into the main draw. So... Good win for the Nets, a just utter, utter collapse and just a disaster of a season for the Knicks. So good win for the Nets, just a terrible loss for the Knicks. But coming up, Ryan Rothstein on the Eastern Conference. We break that down and a 25-1 to long shot that we like on All-Star Weekend. That is next. This is the New York City cast presented by BetRiver Sportsbook. It's
0: been a trip going to New Jersey to place your online sports bets, but those days are over. Legal online sports betting is now live in New York with Bet Rivers Sportsbook. Sign up right now. Download the Bet Rivers app or go to BetRivers.com. Get an account and start making your bets right here in New York. You even get up to a $250 match on your first deposit. That's Bet Rivers Sportsbook. Must be 21. Playable New York only. Gambling problem. Call 877-8HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369.
3: All right, we are back. New York City Cast, Bet River Sportsbook. Ryan Rothstein and I are going to go over some futures, some all star weekend stuff. Here's my conversation with Ryan.
2: All right, so let's get right into it. Uh, excited, as always, for the weekly Philly New York City crossover edition with the host of the New York City Cast, our good friend Will Hill. Will, what's going on, man? What's up, Ryan? Let's just be
3: honest with each other. You had nothing better to do, I had nothing better to do uh it's the middle of february we're not gonna you know sit here and talk about the daytona 500 we're not gonna break down the skills we're challenge not. although maybe tomorrow <laughs> we'll, we'll talk a little bit about that but what's going on man it, it's uh you know four days with no football it's kind of reality setting in but you know it's not it the is. worst time of the year for us you know to do what we do where we could just kind of talk whatever we want we could talk nba we talk college basketball uh i did a little nfl offseason yesterday nfl drafts right around the corner hopefully we get some baseball sometime in the next century or so so uh what's going on man what uh you know, what's the, uh, what's the reaction to
2: the, uh, the Sixers performance the other night, man, they got buried by, uh, by Boston. Yeah, I'm, I'm trying to bury that performance, honestly, because that was, uh, that was a joke. And and I want to get into the futures market a little bit with you, particularly in the East. And I, I did that on my last episode, but it'll, it'll be fun chatting it up with you a little bit, getting your insight, because I do have some thoughts that Philly fans probably aren't going to love, but for what we do for you know betting and value and all of that good stuff, uh, I have some thoughts. I mean, the Celtics—they're not playing around right now. You know, winners of nine straight games. Uh, lost so to, they're Detroit themselves. lost to Detroit last night, Lost. What's that? <laughs> they lost to Detroit last night, though. I know they, lo- but that's that's the NBA, right? Oh like, man, you there know. were some
3: crazy upsets last night. Yeah, go ahead. But there were some yeah, crazy. No,
2: nah, I'm I'm rambling. I mean, we can stop there. It's Just the Celtics seem to be on to something, you know, despite that loss. Um, you know, they're 13-1 to 1 at Bet Rivers to come out of the East, and I do want to talk a little bit about the Chicago Bulls. Uh, obviously, we'll get into the Sixers and things going on in New York, but um, let's just get right into your thoughts on the landscape of the Eastern Conference, Will.
3: Yeah, um, you know, I would still probably favor Milwaukee. You know, usually the uh, the correct answer is just the simplest one, and to me, it's still Milwaukee. I know Miami's sitting there, you know, probably feeling like they're overlooked, and rightfully so. Uh, to me, it, it's Milwaukee, but man, I think it's setting up for a hell of an Eastern Conference playoffs. When you look at uh, just the eight teams, man, like you mentioned, Boston's coming on. Philly, look, it was ugly the other night, but when you get Embiid and Harden, and if, if Harden's in the right mood and you know he's in shape, the, right the hamstring's dude. no issue. They can beat anybody, uh, especially with Maxi. I mean, Maxi, I think he's going to be a great third piece. Besides those two. Ah, uh, yep. it's really wide open. It's really wide open. I, I have a hard time seeing the Nets come out of it, but look, the Nets have Durant. They have the best player possibly. Um, you know, unless New York changes their Maxine mandate, which look I the last thing I ever want to talk about on these podcasts is vaccines and that stuff. But if you yeah. don't get Kyrie for the home games, it's hard for me, you know, as great as Durant is, you're only going you, who knows what Simmons is gonna give you. I know it's a good fit there, but still uh, only half a Kyrie. That's a tough spot for the Nets, you know, to probably have to come out of the playing game and win all these
2: series on the road. I don't see
3: that. So, you know, gun to my head, life on the line today, I would probably still pick Milwaukee. Yeah,
2: it's it's hard to predict a team where their second best player and a very important player is a part-time player in in Kyrie right. Irving. Like, I just, I can't, I can't do that. Uh, there, there's a lot of what ifs and maybes when it comes to the Brooklyn Nets that I think are just being assumed by so many people that I'm not ready to to jump to that type of assumption. I mean, you know, you said the Milwaukee Bucks, and I think that's 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 valid. That can't be really debated. Um they're plus 275 at Bet Rivers. I'll say this like the Chicago Bulls right now remind me a little bit of the Phoenix Suns last year. Like the Phoenix Suns last year throughout the entire regular season will, they had some some hefty odds to even just come out of the Western Conference similar to the Chicago Bulls and for me I remember the conversations I was having before I joined you know the CityCast and VEASAN and everything else it was well you know the Suns are 25 to 1 but they're the Suns I mean are they really going to come out of the Western Conference let's be real here nice story nice regular season (laughs) you get where I'm going with this and you know DeMar DeRozan is out there breaking Wilt Chamberlain records he's uh, you know, competing for a great basketball town, they have Levine, they have depth. Uh, why not the Bulls? You know, now at thirteen to one. Just last week they were twenty-five to one. I think this is another situation where in a month or so the Bulls can be, you know, four to one, five to one, and we could be saying, "Damn, why didn't we grab them at twelve, thirteen to one?" Yeah, I think they're like. I'm looking at it now.
3: They're 20th in the league in defensive efficiency. To me, I, I know they can score in Vucevic, and DeRozan's been unbelievable. I think DeRozan's really taken, like, two or three steps from where he was in Toronto, where yeah. his game was kind of limited. It was mid-range. His game was kind of outdated. You know, we saw what happened when he was on the Raptors, and he's your best player. I mean, they they lost in the second round, like, nine million years in a row. Uh, he, he's been great. He's a legit, legit MVP candidate. I just don't know if they defend well enough. I just don't yeah. know if they defend well enough. And you worry sometimes, you know, these teams that kind of overachieve in the regular season. I know the Suns is a good example last year. But look, the Suns, you know, they got to the finals partially because, you know, Davis got hurt. They were like, you know, the Lakers were minus 800 to win that series at one point. Kawhi got hurt. Yeah. Uh, and the Suns are really good. The I like the Suns. The Suns, you know, probably, you know, life on the line. Suns probably win it all this year. But uh, I do think sometimes these teams that overachieve in the regular season, there's an upside that they don't have. And they just don't have, you know, that, Super-duper star. I, and I just said DeRozan's been an MVP candidate. I just don't know when you're talking to Embiid, Harden, Giannis, Durant. You know, even yeah. the combo of Butler out of Bayou. I just don't know uh, that the Bulls are on that level. Now, maybe I'm disrespecting them because, you know what, they just keep winning and, and winning. Uh, but, again, they gave up like 125 points to the Kings last night. Uh, I'm not sold on them. I'm not sold on them. But, it's you know, it, what's yeah. really interesting, when you look at, let's say, Bucks, Sixers, uh, Heat, Nets, Bulls, one of those teams is not making the second round just by the math of it. But you can only have four teams in the second round. One of those teams is gonna be the odd Celtics. man now. It's pretty fascinating. And the Celtics, yeah. I mean, you're gonna have a Cavs, couple of really good Atlanta. teams. Atlanta.
2: Yeah. <laughs> you know, sorry, but it's just like I agree with you. It's um it's completely wide open. Like Atlanta's a mess right now. They're fifty to one for what that's worth, but they have Trey Young. They they were there last year. In the NBA, it doesn't take much. You know, like, there's still a lot of regular season basketball. These teams can turn it around, you know, with four, five, six weeks to go before the postseason starts. So um, I just think the East is wide open, I think, to both of our points.
3: Yeah, and I'm going to need to see Harden and Embiid together before I rule them out. I I would be, you know, it's the easiest thing to do is say, hey, they lost by 50. And they have all sorts of issues, even with Harden. I think their transition deal will be an issue. I think their bench defense will be an issue. I don't know that they have enough shooting. Uh, but look, for Embiid sure. and Harden—that might just be a nightmare to deal with. There's a chance where Harden was just, you know, miserable in in Brooklyn for whatever reason. He looks different uh, with the Sixers, and that's just a ridiculous combination where that gets into the finals. That could get into a championship if you get the best version of Harden, the best version of Embiid, you know, Maxey, maxi. Uh, that team could win a championship. So Absolutely. Uh, again, we're kind of you know including everybody, but I think it, it, it's fair to include everybody. And, and Miami's sitting there saying, you know what, we're not afraid of anybody. That's just kind of their nature with. Butler and Bayou. Spolster's a great coach. You know, they get the shooting, wow, really. the shooters with, yeah. yeah, and then Hero and Duncan. So yep. uh, it's fun. I wish, man, I keep looking at these NBA standings, counting down the games, there's like 22, 23 games left. I'm just anxious to kind of get this season over with, see where the seeding lands <clears throat> and, and get these playoffs going because the playoffs are going to be fun. And let's face it, the NBA, the regular season just kind of drags. I mean, it's, you know, 15, 20 games longer than it needs to be. It's never going back For the sure. other way, but – uh it's going to be a lot of fun in the postseason. Just kind of looking forward to it.
2: Yeah, no, I'm I'm completely with you. And and once the All Star break concludes, once we get that game out of the way, that's when it's it's going to be fun. Like you mentioned, sort of you know coming down the stretch, finally entering the back nine, if you will, of the NBA season. Um, you know, you mentioned Harden at his best and beat at his best. I'll I'll one up you a little bit. I I don't think Harden needs to be at his best, and this is why this is such a good situation for Harden. And the 76ers, you have Joel Embiid playing out of his freaking mind, uh, MVP of the league, barring any tragic injury here down this stretch of of regular season games. I think if you get Harden's, you know, B game, uh, B minus game, coupled with Embiid's MVP game, even that's extremely dangerous. Embiid's never played with a guy like him and and vice versa. So uh the 76ers they're they're primed they're primed right now they're 3 to 1 to come out of the east at bet rivers they're 7 to 1 to win the whole damn thing uh for mm-hmm. nba title odds and i think we're all just we're ready to see them on the floor together now harden's out through the all-star break i'm hoping will that he's uh, making his debut on february 25th in minnesota but but we'll see yeah, would it make him? Would it make
3: sense to rush him back? You know, with the All Star break here, you don't want to play him for one or two games. And, and even if it's a five percent of an issue, You just you know what, better off waiting. I do think it's fair to say, you know what, the people that were saying he was faking the injury, it's pretty clear he wasn't faking the injury. I mean, he's missed now what four or five games uh, with the Sixers, so he's legitimately hurt. I think that's a concern. You always worry about hamstrings. Will they linger? But like you said, uh, that those are just two incredible talents. Uh, I got him at 10 to 1 to win the East. So I am all in on the Sixers. I'm excited for the Sixers. Let's go. However, I have to. I have to admit. I mean, you have to be a little bit nervous with Harden's playoff history, with Embiid's playoff history, with Doc Rivers' playoff history. These guys can all kind of come apart <laughs> at the seams at any time. I mean, Doc's been a part of some of the greatest collapse in NBA history. I saw he got yeah. voted one of the top fifteen coaches of all time. I and mean, what are people talking about? Top it's fifteen absurd. coach of all time? He's has been top fifteen coach in the league. That's ridiculous. So well, it was voted by the there, coaches. I think. I guess. I guess. Yeah, yeah and, but I, I agree with you. Absurd. Go ahead. Yeah. No, I'm just saying, I mean, th- that's kind of the elephant in the room where, you know yeah. what, when, when it gets tight, when you're down four in a playoff game, who can step up and, you know, Harden's had plenty of these three or 17 shooting nights. And I don't think he's a choker. I just think his usage was so high in Houston and he played every night and he played so many minutes that he would just get exhausted at the end of these uh, seasons. So maybe taking mm-hmm. some nights off, maybe having an beat to, sh- to shoulder the load uh, will help that. I think that's probably, not to get too much into his head, but I think that's probably why he got annoyed with Brooklyn, where he's like, look, I came here to kind of fit in, not have to do the whole thing, and now Durant's hurt. Kyrie never doesn't want to play 80% of the games. Now I have to do everything myself. Like, this was not the idea of it. So I get the sense that's where it went wrong in Brooklyn.
2: No, absolutely. I mean, he he was you know once again we're playing therapist a little bit but he was certainly sick and tired of the Kyrie situation this is not how we saw that panning out and you know KD injury stuff what what can you do but that was just adding to the the whole frustration puzzle uh if you will and I, and I want to talk about like the the hard and choking stuff um, i i think that's bs like if you look at any yeah he's had some bad games in the playoffs right so it's not that far far of a reach but you look at any star they've had their failures. Like look at LeBron, look at Kobe, look at MJ, look at Dirk. Look at I mean, you look at any player and at one point before they won a title, we were talking about are they are they clutch? Wait, maybe they are just chokers. So I think that's sort of part of the the maturation process if you will in the NBA as a star. So he has his chance. I think this is the final chance for for Harden to to shut that narrative up that he's a choker. And they have a they have a golden opportunity this year with the Eastern Conference and really the entire NBA outside of the Suns that you sort of mentioned there as a team that we would probably pick to win it all, uh, to to win the whole damn thing here in Philadelphia.
3: Yeah, and the Suns won't have to get too bloodied on their way to the the finals. You you wouldn't think Golden State's played terribly. I do think Denver uh, is frisky, especially if they can get Murray and Porter back. So, but yeah. still, I mean, Phoenix. While we're talking about how good the East is, the the West you know usually is better than the East. The West is not as you know tough of a pass, so you can get to the finals intact where you're not playing six, seven-game series and you get to the finals rested. So that gives uh, Phoenix more of an advantage. Back to your Harden point, I agree. I remember when Shaq, people saying, you know, he's never going to win one. He won a bunch. LeBron, oh, he'll never win one. He won a bunch. Yeah. But Harden, this is a decade now in the league for Harden, and, and there are, you know, seven, eight of these kind of collapses. There are a bunch of these three of 17s. Yes. And there isn't that that one, you know, moment. He had some good moments uh, you know, for the Thunder way back when. But, I'll, I'll, you know, he's it, it's really – it's just the stats are there. He's been bad in the playoffs. There's a little uh, – there's some Carl some Malone in him where he just kind of comes up short in these games. And, again, I don't think the pressure gets to him. I don't think he's a choker. I just mm-hmm. think, you know what, the way Houston was built, he was just playing every night. He was dribbling constantly. He's always getting fouled. I think by the end of an 82-game season plus 18, 20 games in the playoffs, he's just worn out where – uh, you know, those shots start to f- just don't fall anymore. Your legs are shot. And I, I think that's more it than anything. But I-, I do think he has something to prove here where, look, at some point you're going to have to play a little better. I mean, this is a guy who's, you know, won MVPs, been in the mix for MVPs, uh, and the playoff performance has not matched that. But, again, now he's with Embiid. Uh, he's got a chance here. But I-, I do think there's some pressure on him. You-, you get you you know, beg your way off of a team that had Kevin Durant on it uh, after you get your beg
2: your way out of Houston. Uh, it's time oh, yeah. to
3: show up here if you're Harden. It's time to show up.
2: Yeah, it's 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 put up or shut up time, and and one more point before we maybe transition here. But he he had a golden opportunity with the Houston Rockets and Chris Paul. They yep. were up three two on that Golden State team. Chris Paul gets hurt, the rest is history. Now I know James Harden didn't play great in in either of those games. I believe, if my memory serves me correct, but well, they couldn't hit a three to save their life. Yeah, yeah, you know. But you know, this is a big what if. If what if Chris Paul doesn't get hurt, are we even talking about James Harden as a you know, as a choker, who who knows? It that it didn't go that way.
3: I, I think the yeah. one counter to that would be Iguadala was hurt for the Warriors. And that Warrior team, oh, man, they were so great. And they just had a habit of playing with their food and not really turning it on, that extra gear, until yeah. they had to. And, uh, you know, you look back and, man, every time – the 17 team was just invincible, nearly swept the playoffs. The 18 team was starting to show some cracks, but – uh, again, no, you're right. I mean, to come that close to beating that team, it's almost like worth half a championship because that team was so great, <laughs> so unbeatable. To even come close, to even get that team to a seventh game, is a hell of an accomplishment. But up three two, up three two, up big in game six in Golden State. I think they were up twenty at one point in Golden State, and then they were up ten at halftime in game seven. They just couldn't finish it. And again, that yeah. Golden State team just had a different gear. I mean, you look back. I mean, Durant, Curry, Clay Thompson, Draymond. It was just kind Stoops. of an absurd collection of talent. Absolutely.
2: Yeah, completely stupid here. Uh, Talking some NBA with Will Hill, having fun. Um, I I mean, we can maybe finish this episode in a few minutes with this Aaron Rodgers talk. It's all everyone's talking about nationally. Where will he end up? Where won't he end up? Um, The Sixers are in Milwaukee tonight, Will. This is their last game before the All-Star weekend this weekend, coming in hot. Uh, The Sixers are... Where are we at here? I think they're getting six and a half. Yeah, yeah they're getting six and a half in Milwaukee. I think the totals two twenty four. Um, you know, we can talk some thoughts on on this one here later tonight on TNT.
3: I like the Sixers. I just think off that performance, you'll get their best effort. Uh, just a typical buy low spot where, uh, look, it's the NBA in, in the last couple of days of the All Star break. You're getting some weird efforts here. I do think the Sixers will bring a good effort. Uh, like I said yesterday, you got some crazy upsets. I mean, Boston has. 12, 13-point favorites, lost. Detroit was plus 600 on the money line. The Blazers were plus 600 on the money line. They lost. Uh, The Nuggets, the Lakers, the Nets, they were all 5-point underdogs. They won. Uh, The Nets were down 28, came back and won. The Lakers were down huge, came back and won. So... Look, the NBA, these guys are human beings. They've been playing, you know, every night, every other night for a long time now. I think, I do think you get some questionable effort, so effort is the big key here these last couple of days before the All-Star break, and I just think uh, off of a really bad performance by the Sixers, I think you'll get some more intensity here, so that that's why I would lean towards taking the six and a half here with the Sixers, and uh, as much as I like Milwaukee, you know, long-term, Milwaukee hasn't been great either. They've been kind of up and down. I think uh, Connaughton's a big loss for them, so uh, no defense Remember,
2: they traded him, so uh, I like yeah. the
3: Sixers here. I think it'll be a tight game. How about you?
2: Yeah, I'm with you. Uh, I would take the 76ers plus 6.5. I also like the under 224. I, I think last game before the All-Star break, Sixers do like to slow things down. If they're going to win this game outright or keep it close, I, I think it's going to fall a little bit short of the total there. We shall see. Uh, I think it's worth sprinkling a little bit on the money line, like you said. Yeah. As long as Joel Embiid is, is playing, um, you know they can certainly – win this game outright if they're going all in before the all-star break and you know maybe they're doing a load management thing I don't think that's going to be the case though it's obviously early morning here as we record so things could change in the afternoon but nationally televised game you have plenty of time off after tonight so I think they're going to be full steam ahead Uh, so I love the six and a half and I like the under uh, for Sixers Bucks as well
3: sounds good to me I'm all in this is their last game before the break or they play again tomorrow
2: no this is it it's their last game Okay,
3: and there are games tomorrow, right? And then, then tomorrow, or this is it tonight, right?
2: Um, Let me check. I you know, have probably, all
3: Yeah, I don't think they have games tomorrow because tomorrow, usually for All-Star Weekend, they start no. that, yeah, that Clorox challenge. The rookie-sophomore game, I think, is the Friday night, which nobody watches. No. Uh, then All-Star Saturday night, which, again, is just completely unwatchable with all these skills
2: challenge and these dunk contests that uh,
3: nobody's ever heard of.
2: I will say this, man. Like, Who's in the I dunk? I mean, group? growing up i have no clue so maybe i'm a hypocrite <laughs> I'm here uh <laughs> growing my up research the dunk is contest give me
3: one second
2: yeah the dunk contest was the greatest thing man i mean obviously like vince carter in 01 like th- that was the golden era but the past couple of years i don't know half the contestants in the dunk contest it's actually been pretty good will Like, it's actually been, oh, I haven't seen that dunk, and damn, that dude can fly. Like, it hasn't been as bad as I think it was for a stretch of, like, five, six years where, like you said, you're like, this is brutal. This stinks. Um, I'm not saying it's the greatest show on earth here, but I think it's better than some of the rap it's been getting over the past couple of years.
3: All right. That's a nice nice zag. Uh, Levine had some good ones, you know, five, six years ago. It's just, yeah. again, when there's not the name brand of these guys, it, it sort of loses I the know. juice for whatever reason. I, I don't know. All right, I got the names for you. It's uh, it's a okay. star-studded lineup. It's, All right, Jalen Green was the second pick, so that's something. I mean, it's not a brand name yet, but Jalen Green from the Rockets, your boy Obi Toppin from the Knicks, Cole Anthony Obi from the Toppin. Magic, and then Juan Toscano-Anderson from the Warriors. Uh, oh, your boy Jalen yeah. Green is the favorite. So Green, then Toppin, uh, Toscano-Anderson's the long shot at plus 450. Cole Anthony's plus 325. I, Breaking news, I will not be watching this. I will not be watching. Unless you can talk me into a bet on one of these guys, then I'll I'll watch it.
2: I'll probably watch it because I'm a loser. Um, And I think I have to work that night anyway. So maybe I'll watch it before I go on the air. But uh, I don't know if I'm betting this one. We'll see. All right, three-point
3: contest. We got Van Vliet, Trey Young, Kennard, Levine. Desmond Bain, Patty Mills, Carl Anthony Towns, and then C.J. McCollum. Uh, Carl Anthony Towns is in the three-point yeah, contest. Yeah, he's a long shot here, ten to one. Van Vleet's the favorite, The short shot at plus
2: four fifty. Uh, I like LeBron. C.J. What's yeah, his odds? C.J. eight fifty, plus eight fifty. Yeah. All right, I might lose some money on that.
3: Okay. <laughs> uh, I'm trying to think here. <laughs> Kennard's pretty good. I don't want. I don't know.
2: I'll have to no, do some right. research.
3: I'll see. Well, I might have to. Uh, Throw the bat signal out for JVT. See what he's got
2: on these. Okay. Yeah, let me know. Report back. Let me I know will. what JVT is. And, and that's it for
3: the skills. No, there's probably one more. There's a skills challenge, and then there's a, a, a Clorox, Rising Stars.
2: Oh, is that just the rookie-sophomore game? Oh, the one the one oh. inside betting info I'll give you, Will, Yeah. for the skills challenge. And I forget who I bet last year, but it was a big man. The past, f- like, three or four skills challenges, a big man has won it. Okay. So, And they're never favored. I remember last year just betting, because uh, you can bet head-to-head. They go head-to-head, and then they go overall odds. Uh, so I don't have it in front of me. But whoever the big man is in the skills challenge, they, they've been having some success, some sneaky success okay. uh, in that skills challenge. So there you go. I know there were some shenanigans. I was reading on Twitter a couple of weeks ago with
3: the NHL All-Stars Challenge, where it was pre-recorded and – uh, there was kind of some fishy stuff going on where it was pre-recorded, then it played, and you know bets were getting canceled, that kind of thing. So, uh, th- th- I don't think that's going to happen with the NBA. The NBA is live, but I know there were some shenanigans with the NHL. How uh, could the NHL do that? I don't know. I don't know. They probably forget that people that are figuring. You know what? Nobody's betting on this. They don't think of that. But people, you know, can get the info and bet on it. So, yeah, yeah it's interesting. They got this. Yeah, you know, they got this Clorox Clutch Challenge where. It, uh Halliburton and Desmond Bain are on a team. Barnes and Chris Duarte. Then you got Michael Foster Jr. and some guy named Zhang. Uh, and then Mobley and Giddy. I don't know what this challenge is. I, I think you know less is more with these. I don't. I don't know that we need all these. My goodness. I did take a look I at uh, All Star Game MVP. Doncic is like twenty-five to one. That's one. Uh, I might, like you said, I, I like might waste one. a few a few bucks on that. I feel like his game is kind of suited towards the All Star Game. He'll have the ball in his hands. I like that in All Star
2: Game MVP. Yeah, that's one thing I'll bet for sure. What 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 are the odds on that? Throw some other names out here. Yeah, Doncic is twenty. twenty two to one now.
3: Giannis is the short shot, six to one. LeBron seven to one and seven to one. Curry eight to one. Morant eight to one. Tatum eleven to one. DeRozan eleven to one. Trey Young and Lamelo Ball also eleven to one. Jokic eighteen to one. Doncic twenty two to one. Chris Paul twenty five to one. How How Andrew Wiggins is at this game? I have no idea, but he's twenty five to one. So is Booker, uh, then you get Levine, Butler, Middleton, all thirty to one. Uh, Dejounte Murray, forty to one.
2: Jared Allen is not you, winning. I'll this give MVP. you, go
3: ahead.
2: I'll give you three, uh, three bets or three okay. names for NBA MVP. All right, I'm going with JoJo. I have to. Um, outside of Joel Embiid, I would go Curry. He's said he's always set up so nicely to win the All Star Game MVP. Uh, his game is just it's just want it it's last too year easy. too, right? Uh, did he win last year? I think think he did. Yeah. And then, uh, I'll throw in DeMar DeRozan on a mission, having a, having a hell of a year. I think the players might try and feed him a little bit too. Uh, if he can go off and get that mid range game going a little bit, if the game's close, you know, I I would take a shot on DeMar. too. I like to bet on the, the,
3: you know, a home player that's uh, player. at the host city, yeah, like Garland oh, yeah. or Jared Allen. But because the game's in Cleveland, I just can't talk myself into either Allen or Garland. Those are the only Cavs there, I think. So usually yeah. that's a good angle where it's close like, if they'll give it to, you know, a, a hometown guy. But can't really yeah. play that angle. All right, I'm in. Morant's um, interesting. Uh, I'm going with Luca. I'm going with Luca. Luca Again, I will watch none of this game. I'll check the box <laughs> score or whatever. But I will none watch of none of it.
2: No. Come on. What else you got going on? What else are you going to watch? I don't know. I can watch some Sopranos
3: reruns. I can watch any. I mean, I really, I, I don't know. Some college basketball to bet on. I, I, I can't watch this. I all did right. see Durant's right. team. Now, they, I missed when they did East West, but whatever. Durant's team's plus 200. How do you make anything plus 200? It's an all star game, it's an exhibition. I think you, maybe if you can bet that on principle, I, I just don't see why yeah, anybody I don't know should. Where be, they... you know, yeah, where did you come up with
2: that? That's crazy. Yeah, it's a fair question. That may be another question for JVT to report back. Yeah. But, um, all right. Um, you know good stuff man we went through a lot obviously all the NBA futures market some Sixers stuff uh some all-star game shenanigans anything else we want to uh throw out there before we say goodbye
3: no I think everyone probably turned this podcast off a good three or four minutes ago so we could pretty much see anything and just see if anyone's listening but
2: no that's that's pretty much it yeah I'll just uh I'll burp into the mic for a minute I'll see how that goes now all right man good stuff I appreciate you as always always a lot of fun uh, and we'll uh, we'll do it again next week.
3: One more thing. One more thing.
2: Yeah, uh, like yes. I mentioned,
3: I, I have Sixers, you know, to win the East. Let's not get Embiid hurt in a stupid All Star game. He can go out there, he can say hi to the fans, and then we can put him on the bench. We do we do not need our, our big guy getting hurt here. So nothing crazy, please.
2: I'm with you, Amen. He's yeah. on the floor way too much. He's too goofy. I don't even like when he plays in these games. It scares the hell out of me. Yeah, I'm with you. I'm yep. sure you're you're holding your breath every time he
3: comes down and, and lands a certain way. I mean, with an MVP Ugh. ticket at fifty to one, it's uh,
2: that's yeah, a it's frightening. Yeah. It's frightening. It's uh, he's just he's always uh he's always needs to be on in you know surrounded by bubble wrap. So we'll see how the season goes.
3: All right, right. We'll do it again next week. Appreciate it, man. All
2: right, brother all right thank you guys for listening
3: thank you to ryan rostein uh we'll be back tomorrow we'll do some nba maybe we'll touch on more of some nfl stuff if you didn't listen yesterday i had mike Sando on uh, he did a great job gave 45 minutes went through you know some big picture stuff where these quarterbacks are gonna go aaron Rodgers, brady sounds like he might come back which i was skeptical of first so uh check that one out that was yesterday's episode that was a uh, uh Wednesday episode with Mike Sandow. He was tremendous. Can't emphasize enough how good he was. So thanks to Ryan Rothstein. Thank you guys for listening. We'll be back tomorrow. This is the New York City cast presented by BetRiver Sportsbook.
0: At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off, grand slam, or a base hit to center field.